You're listening to Astroscope, astrology podcast by Mark Lerner and Great Bear Enterprises. This podcast is sponsored by Buzzword Consulting and Forfame.com. Hello and welcome to podcast number eight in our multi-series on the United States Progressed Sun and the United States Progressed Palace using secondary progressions, making a rare and first ever union at the 14 plus degrees of Pisces, which will occur on May 28th of this year, 2019. If you've listened so far and gone through a lot of the different articles that I've written, we're now on May the 15th, just two weeks before this big event. And one lunar cycle ago, on April the 18th was the date that the Mueller report was actually released to the public. And a, a lunar cycle ago before that was when the Mueller report was sent over to the Attorney General's office. Now, on both of these dates, March 22nd and then last month on April 18th, and now today, which is May 15th, the Moon and Palace are making their monthly union in the sky in the United States was born on July 4th of 1776 in terms of our Declaration of Independence when the Sun and Pallas were together in late Aquarius in our national birth chart. So I've been, uh, I want to repeat a few of the themes of Pallas Athena before I give you kind of a overall list of the extraordinary events that have taken place just in the last 24 hours. First of all, um, I reported, I think, in the last podcast, the remarkable idea that it was just about a week and a half ago or so that the Judiciary Committee, the House Judiciary Committee, wanted to have Robert Mueller testify today, which would have been pretty much this morning during the Moon Palace conjunction, but because the Justice Department decided uh, we don't want him to do that. We're not ready for him to do it. He's still an employee and so on. That has been bypassed. So I was waiting to see what other events would happen rather than Robert Mueller testifying. And I've said before, Robert Mueller is going to give his version of what, why he did not uh, indicate that the uh, Trump administration and the Trump family and the people working for Trump did not officially conspire with the Russian government or Russians, that that was not provable. But at the same time, in the Mueller report, there's the open door about obstruction of justice. And so this is the big uh, conflict that's now going on, particularly be, between the left and the, and the right politically in our society, between Congress and the White House. And what I want to do is remind everybody of, of some of these palace Athena themes that are so prominent that I've re reported about. I, I read this quote before from Zippor Dobbins, a great astrologer who created the asteroid ephemeris 1900-2050. This goes back a couple of decades now. And um, in the asteroid ephemeris, uh, Zippor Dobbins, this is uh, early on in the introduction, she talks about the fact that Pallas Athena is prominent in the charts of lawyers and litigation and politicians and counselors and consultants of all kinds, including astrologers. So that's interesting right there. The ability to see patterns. This is a big part 
of all of these activities, so a palace with heavy conflict aspects may be a key to reading disabilities. Mirror vision, left-right, handedness, confusion. And this is a big sentence uh, that she wrote. Alternatively, it may show marital tensions, and this is the big phrase here, or indicate a fighter for equality, justice, and other social causes. So that's one of her big takes about Pallas Athena. Now, referring back to um, the great Eleanor Bach, who's the person who created the first asteroids ephemeris back in 1973 so that we could use Ceres, Pallas, Juno, and Vesta in all of our charts. And I reported early on, I think it was in podcast one or two, that she was a great teacher and a friend of mine when I got into astrology in Manhattan, New York City, Back in 1972 and 1973, she, at her own apartment down the Chelsea area around 23rd Street in Manhattan, every month she she baked cookies. She she had us had a whole group of astrologers come over, and I was fortunate to be one of those persons, and I got to know her, and our charts blended very well. Years later, when I did 20 years of my pioneering astrology magazine, Welcome to Planet Earth which started as a stapled together newspaper back in Amherst, Massachusetts in 1981 and then became an, a pioneering newspaper on astrology and then eventually a magazine going through the years 1981 to 2000. She wrote a series of articles on the four main asteroids. And she didn't have to do that, but we were friends and we had a lot of different astrologers writing for Welcome to Planet Earth. And I certainly was honored that she was able to do that. Now, in a graphic ephemeris of sensitive degrees, planet, planet stations and eclipses from 1900 to 2000 by Eleanor Bach, which I'm sure, I, I believe, is, is long out of print. It was a spiral-bound, incredible volume about uh, the asteroids, not just the asteroids, all the planets, and some of her remarkable uh, discoveries. There's a, on page 54, she's discussing intelligence, Uh, aspects of palace and she says uh, intelligence means being able to plan to look ahead realize the consequences of action so palace is a strategist more of a chess player than a warrior an adequate exercise of intelligence gives one a feeling of competence of being able to handle problems and therefore contributes to a sense of autonomy of being one's own person of self-sufficiency now this is one of the big keys because we're seeing right now an upsurge of the possibility in the Middle East where there are uh, war rumors that we might do something uh, against Iran and in the Persian Gulf and we're sending um, an aircraft carrier there. There was an article that came up in the last 24, 48 hours about potentially getting 120,000 troops ready by the Pentagon uh, in case we need to do something. Uh, And this brings up kind of fears of what happened that started the increase in the Vietnam War, which is what's called the Gulf of Tonkin incident um, in the Vietnam area. Uh, We didn't know it at the time. It was the summer of 1964, and it had to do with um, the United States, in a sense, creating what is now known more of a false flag kind of operation where we accuse another country of doing something that they actually didn't do. Then we all get... uh, intense about it in our Congress and we start overreacting and actually this is all done because we have an agenda where we want to do something as a country. So um, now there's a concern that what is called the more neocon areas of 
leadership in the National Security Council with John Bolton and perhaps the Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo. Um, there are clearly people within our government who uh, are looking to what we would call change the regime, regime in Iran. And this leads to all kinds of other things that I'll probably have to talk about in another podcast about our, the battle be, between Christianity and Islam that goes back to the Crusades. And we're still fighting that battle um, a thousand years later. So um, th- that whole issue is related to Jupiter and Saturn cycles um, and other major cycles like Neptune and Pluto um, that go back um, to the time of the Crusades, all the way back to the first one, which I believe was in 1095. And um, I've done some astrology research and actually have the exact first chart for when the first crusade began. And that's a very powerful chart. And even those planetary positions are still working their way through the collective consciousness of humanity. Back to Eleanor Bach again. Um, And this is important because one of the themes about, uh, I'll get to the list here in a second, the list of archetypes and themes related to Pallas Athena has to do with immunology, the the fact that our our bodies to protect us or shield us, the whole idea of having shields as an individual, the immune system of the human being is connected very much by Eleanor Bach to Pallas Athena. And this goes back to the mythology of this particular goddess. She says, intelligence is also protective. It is a shield against being taken by surprise by unexpected developments. Pallas has much to do with immunology and the immune system, that which protects against invasion in the body. Because she is a creator of patterns, Pallas has to do with DNA, the genetic code. And this is why, for instance, to me, even though um, Vesta, the asteroid Vesta, has a lot to do with safety and security and secret groups of all kinds and sisterhoods as well as fellowships. So the asteroid Vesta has a lot to do with keeping our country safe and creating all kinds of security. And so Vesta, as well as the other asteroids, Juno and Ceres, will often combine with Pallas. Pallas Athena is not the sole keeper of everything 100% having to do with the immune system. Nevertheless, I feel, based on what Ellerbach wrote, that the Defense Department, and you'll see here, I'll talk about it in a moment, if we look at it from a national standpoint, what we would call mundane or Earth astrology and not just the individual astrology in a chart, so in, a, in any of your charts, uh, any individual's chart, Pallas Athena will have something to do with DNA, the genetic code, your immune system. It's, it's uh, positioned by sign, it's positioned by aspects, it's positioned by house, the transits of Pallas Athena has in the course of your life, the progressions that are being made. Just as I'm looking right now at something that's never happened in the United States birth chart, from July 4th of 1776, the progressed sun and the progressed palace through what we call secondary progressions, where each day after a year of life, um, each day is equal to a year of life. And we've never had this before. So the sun and palace are both in the progress system are coming together. I reported a couple of podcasts ago, we did have the progressed sun reach the natal position of palace in the United States chart. And uh, synchronistically, it happened in the summer of 2001, right before 911. And the, the uh, one of the other big principles of Pallas Athena is not just the defense of the country. In other words, 
the immune system that protects us from whatever kind of invasions, whether they be military type of evasions or warfare, it also has to do with protecting us in terms of our vote. It has to do with infrastructure and water systems and nuclear systems and electric systems and so on. So again, uh, Eleanor Bach continuing, in modern times, Palace is busy with high-tech industries, creating and analyzing systems, creating computers and computer programs. Think again about collecting data and vote. Um, one of the things that I feel very distressed about is who, whichever organizations connected to Russia and other places in the past could go into our voting machines. And this is going to be another particular story I'm going to mention um, that's come up in the last 24 hours about what's happened in Florida and what was just reported by their governor. So this is a big deal in terms of uh, a chart that I'll have the state of Florida's chart is with this particular podcast. Um, but if if the technology and the expertise of other entities, okay, it could be a Russian hacking organization, it could be Chinese, it could be Syrian, it could be North Korean, it could be other uh entities that keep evolving. And if we don't keep up with our technologies, and again, as Eleanor Bach is carefully pointing out, well, a lot of astrologers might say, oh yeah, Uranus, that's connected to computers and high technology. It's definitely linked to the invention of radio and TV. Uh, We've been dealing a lot very often. We don't allow the asteroids their day in terms of their themes and their archetypes. And that's what she did so profoundly in her work and the other women and men who have been articulating over the last 40 plus years since the asteroid ephemeris came out. And not just the four major ones, there are others. I already talked about the fact that uh, the the goddess Themis, who is also considered justice um, from an English standpoint, uh, that particular uh, goddess energy is very much connected to a lot of what we see around the country where we have blind justice. So a lot of the mythology is not just with justice and and law and attorneys and judges um, straight connected to Pallas Athena. That happens to be the major goddess in terms of the first four, but there are definitely other goddess energies and asteroids that have been discovered, which then can be articulated and looked through for research, also concerning justice, the misuse of justice, and so on. At any rate, back to what she's saying here, Pallas Athena, She's involved with strategy and strategic arms, with defense systems, with Star Wars technology, with robotics. She is inventing and designing in the newest fields. She is an engineer. And then she talks about much will will, uh, depend on the sign she is in at the time of her stations. And she goes on for other uh, talking about journalism and communications, uh, Nobel Prizes, Pulitzer Prizes, Academy Awards, Palaces Exxon. Excellence, skill, expertise. Um, but then she t- she also brings up when Pallas is negative. Why would Pallas be negative? It's in a square formation to something, or something is squaring Pallas in the United States chart, or to a station, or transit in the sky. So that's when she talks about negatively, she will indicate a troubled economy. And all, no matter what is touted right now about the economy, we have so many different people having multiple jobs. Um, as we've known for many, many years, after people become uh, unemployed for about eight months, um, their names are taken off 
from the Labor Department. So we have so many skewed statistics. It's very interesting that the President of the United States touts now the extraordinary robust economy, that we have this low um, uh, unemployment rate that is so low, lowest in 40, 50, 60 years, and so on. But he's the same person who just a couple years ago, during I remember during one of the um, uh, debates, said, oh, this, the unemployment rate is said to be 8% or 10%. And he, he started saying, the truth is, is that it could be 15%, 20%. It could even be 40%. And I remember him saying that. And then the next day, people in the press said, what an outrageous remark for, for a candidate to say that the true unemployment rate might be 40%. So the truth is, it isn't what the Labor Department says at all. That's always been a bogus statistics. And the other thing is it doesn't mean that wages have been rising, as we all know. So many people might be employed, but they might be employed with three different jobs to make ends meet. And this is creating all kinds of stress within families, within cities and towns. So again, uh, negatively, she will indicate a troubled economy, inefficiency and waste in businesses, poor planning and strategy, oversights, uh, outmoded systems, obsolete technology, incompetence. And think again, are our water systems, electric systems and grids, uh, nuclear systems, how well are we keeping up with that technology in order to prevent attacks by sophisticated hackers, either from within, within the United States, rogue elements within our own country, or from foreign powers who want to do some kind of harm to the United States? And there you go. So um, Pallas Athena is not necessarily always... Uh, it, it's working on the highest levels if people, uh, individuals and people within the government and uh, groups and departments and organizations, if they're holding to the highest ideals, if they're high, trying to live to the higher truth and energy of what palace represents. But again, due to uh, astrological alignments like squares or oppositions or stations or just positions in the in the 360 degrees of the zodiac, there can be all kinds of interference going on um, with PALS for the United States or in some of these charts that I've represented. So then she says again, and this is a, a, a phrase I have circled, when negative, uh, PALS Athena can also represent vulnerability to, a, to attack, neglect or inadequate development of the human potential, poor educational systems, lowered standards, and cities in trouble. Um, so again, later on, I wanted to just bring up a couple of these other ones, and then we're going to go on to a list of some of the more powerful events that have just taken place, uh, in the last 24 hours. It's only going to be a list. And then in the next podcast, I will go on further, uh, into some of the deeper issues here, but, um, Palace Athena courthouses, this is in the list from Eleanor Bach. This is why I keep mentioning that Pallas Athena has so much to do with knowledge and wisdom, the brainchild of her father, Jupiter, from mythology, the idea of the father's daughter, but also the mother's daughter. This is the daughter archetype um, for all of humanity. So in terms of places of manifestation, aside from cities and laboratories and think tanks and research centers, Eleanor Bach lists the courthouse. So of course, there's all kinds of courts, right? Local courts, appellate courts, the Supreme Court. Under manifestation and occupation, um, aside from listing inventors and technicians and 
engineers and economists, computer programmers. She lists lawyers and judges, okay? And in the negative manifestation, as I've been saying, uh, miscarriage of justice and breakdown of immune system and difficulty solving problems. So there's your list there of some of the themes going back to Zipporah Dobbins and Eleanor Bach, who created the first asteroid ephemeris back in 1973. So right now I'm just going to list some of these. These are the stories in the last 24 hours going from yesterday, late yesterday, May 14th, going through the exact moon-palace conjunction, again, the third in the last couple of months, moon with palace in the sky, synchronistic with the United States being born with the same kind of pattern. So the whole situation in Iran, um, that the headline of this particular story, Ship Sabotage Mystery Raises Fears of Accidental Conflict with Iran. Again, this brings up the idea of our defense department, the immune system. One of the lead little keynotes, the Trump administration is, quote, playing with fire and all it takes is for one thing to go wrong because the Middle East is a tinderbox, unquote, one expert said. So then there's a whole story on that. By the way, this is coming from, I I get into what's called the smart, it's called smart news. It goes left, right, center, stories from all kinds of magazines, all kinds of journals. It's not just on the left or on the right. Um Okay, here's another big one, and this is starting actually tonight, just after the Moon and Palace are together. House Democrats to read the entire Mueller report allowed on floor of Congress. So this is starting late tonight, Wednesday, and running into tomorrow again, where the Moon and uh, Palace have just made their monthly conjunction. Now, again, I'm using the chart of Florida. When Florida entered the Union, March 3rd of 1845, You'll notice in there, the reason, I didn't know this until I looked at it more carefully, Pallas Athena in that particular chart, zero plus Aquarius. I have been reporting all about the importance of zero plus Aquarius, where the lunar eclipse on this year on January 21 took place with the sun at zero Aquarius, zero plus Aquarius. The next inauguration on January 20th of 2021, like all inaugural charts every four years now that take place since 1937 on January 20th, the sun is always at zero plus Aquarius. I also reported, um, not to go through the whole thing again, but next year at the end of March 2020, Mars and Saturn will meet for their conjunction that happens every two years. That's at zero plus Aquarius. Pallas Athena, which makes a station, uh, May 30th, coming up in two weeks, just two days after the Sun-Palace progression, Palace in the sky at 11 degrees of Libra will, will stop its retrograde motion, which has been going on for several couple of months, and will make a, a, a station to go direct. And then on May 17, next year, 2020, where does Palace stop? Zero plus Aquarius. And then the, the great Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, which happens every 20 years, on December 21 of 2020, Six weeks after the next election, that Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, in a sense, becomes a, at least a symbolic, if not a tangible, catalyst into the Aquarian age, uh, where Jupiter and Saturn converge at zero plus Aquarius. So now it turns out that Florida has a pals at zero plus Aquarius. Well, here's the article. Russians hacked two Florida voting systems, FBI and DeSantis, refused to release details. Fundamentally, the governor, who's the Republican governor, barely won in the last election um, last year in 2018 over his Democratic opponent. Um, 
he declared on the last 24 hours that there were uh, two counties in Florida, but they didn't release which ones. And these were hacked uh, by the Russians. Okay, so that's a fact, at least I don't think the Republican governor um, of Florida would want to admit that if it wasn't somehow uh, part of this awareness, wouldn't come out and say it, and is had to sort of communicate with the FBI, and that was a big deal. Now, the other big story today, um, 25 white men, all Republicans, just voted to ban abortion in Alabama. We're going to have to go into that in another podcast. But this connects up in another way about uh, what Zip Dobbins expressed about um, Pallas Athena being a fighter for justice and this whole idea of uh, miscarriage of justice that uh, Eleanor Bach talked about with the negativity of um, when when Pallas is somehow interfered with. By the way, I just looked into Alabama's birth chart, which is not given out in this particular podcast, but just for those of you who might want to look it up, December 14, 1819, Alabama enters the Union. And if you put Pallas into their chart, it's interesting because Pallas Athena is near the bottom of the chart at 22 of Cancer, making what's called an inconjunct, 150 degrees to the sun uh, in that chart. And that chart shows a tremendous amount of conflicts. Again, uh, in terms of uh, secession, the Civil War, and other kinds of activities that have gone on in Alabama over the course of time as a state, nothing against them at the moment. I'm just putting this out there because they're what they've just done, which is also something happening in a number of other rather conservative states where they want to overturn Roe versus Wade. So this is the most extreme abortion ban that's ever sort of come up in recent times, and it just literally came up today. In fact, the governor is a woman who signed the legislation today, but she even realized that this is not necessarily going to become the law of the land at the moment. This is something that um, is going to eventually get to the Supreme Court. But in the chart for Alabama, there's a Sun, Uranus, Neptune, triple conjunction. All of those planets are in an inconjunct or sort of off-kilter, oblique relation with Pallas, retrograde, in that chart. And the Sun, Uranus, and Neptune all together are in a square, a tight square, to Saturn, Chiron, Pluto, and Vesta, all in Pisces. They've got seven celestial bodies in a square relationship between late Sagittarius and late Pisces. And at the bottom of the chart, pretty much by itself, is Pallas Athena retrograde having to deal with Sun, Uranus, Neptune, Saturn, Chiron, Pluto, and Vesta, all in a sense squaring one another and creating this massive, unusual triangular force. It's very... uh, kind of frightening to take a look at. It's actually another one of these Pythagorean type figures, a three, four, five triangle, where we've got um, a square of 90 degrees between the Piscean elements and the Sagittarian elements, then a trine or flowing relationship between the Pisces elements of Saturn, Chiron, Pluto, and Vesta, trine to Pallas and Cancer, and then 150 degrees from Pallas back up to the Sun, Uranus, and Neptune. So that's extremely powerful. Um, I think what I'm going to do here is give the rest, we're just going to continue in podcast nine with the rest of the list. 
And then um, there's a uh, two other major events I want to talk about relative to their charts. So thank you for listening for Podcast 8. We're going to move on to Podcast 9 and then go forward from there. Thank you for listening. Many blessings. Bye for now.